Hey, thanks for joining the Money Happy Hour, where we make every hour a happy hour for your money. I'm your host, Tom, the Savings Captain, and of course, I'm joined by my producer, Radish, the hardest working dog in podcasting. Hey, before we jump in, if you're new to the Money Happy Hour or haven't done so already, please hit the follow button. Well, today's episode's a little bit of a different episode. No interviews. I've got nothing scripted or planned. Today is a special episode. Today, August 2nd, it's when I'm recording this, it marks my half year, my six-month anniversary of leaving the nine of leaving the nine to five. So I thought I would just take a few moments. I think I'm in a better position now. Once you do something for 180 days, you pretty much have a good command, a good feel of the way things are. So I wanted to spend some time. I'm just going to, I wouldn't call it a rant. I'm just going to go on with some random thoughts I have over the next 20 minutes or so and uh, share what my experiences have been. Hopefully you find these useful and informative. Um, If you would like a little bit more of a background on my story, uh, my working story, background story, there is a special episode titled uh, Meet Tom the Savings Captain. So I won't go into too much of that when we talk here. But six months ago, obviously, I I left the nine to five. It wasn't a rash decision. It was something I had planned for over a few years was identifying there was almost where I was marching to a date certain where it was going to be time to leave. And my date certain was, you guessed it, February 2nd. Only I would pick uh, leaving the workforce on Groundhog's Day. Uh, if you know me well enough, that's kind of uh, that's kind of fitting that I would do something comical like that. So I want to spend some time talking about leaving the 9 to 5. Since I've started on Twitter about almost four months ago, there's understandably, I would say, a glorification of, hey, leave your nine to five, almost like an escape from Alcatraz type mindset. You know, I've just got to get out of my nine to five as quick as possible. And then a lot of the tweets or whatever they're called now, I guess they're posts or exts, whatever they're called. You know, you'll you'll, hear, you'll see some advice that is correct, but it's very, in my opinion, superficial. The advice is simply uh, invest early, um, save, spend less than you make. Well, those are all true, but that's not going to prepare you. Um, that's not going to prepare you foundationally, in my opinion, to to leave the nine to five. And I feel like I have a much more informed voice now to actually say that since I've been doing that for six months. So I'm going to get into that. I'm going to get into a little bit more of what I hope you find as a firsthand account. But let me tell a quick story. So this this is a story over this is what my last roughly 12 to 24 hours looked like. So today is Tuesday. I'm sorry, it's Wednesday. So you do lose track of what day of the week it is when you're not in a nine to five. So today's Wednesday morning. Well, last night, last night was Tuesday night. My daughter was home from college for a few days. um, And my daughter and wife were talking about going to see a movie. And it was a late movie. It was a 940 showing of Disney's Haunted Mansion. 
So a Tuesday night 940 movie. And it was interesting. I've, I've been out of the 9 to 5 for six months now. Now, had this been a year ago, uh, a Tuesday night movie close to 10 o'clock at night, getting home at midnight, that would have been a no-go for me. You know, I would have said, no, couldn't do it because I had to be in the office, probably had a busy day the next day. But it was funny. Even though I've been out of the 9 to 5 for six months now, when we were talking about it, my first inclination was it's still, oh, I can't go. I've got fill in the blank, something to do. Well, I knew I had things I wanted to get get done today. I wanted to record this. An hour or so ago, I recorded another podcast with a, uh, a guest comedian that I have coming on. And there were a few other things I wanted to do. But, you know, it was interesting. I, I tell that story because working for 30 years, I kind of baked that into me that um, – Sure, it's my time, but I really wasn't in control of my time. And still, six months later, my first inclination was, no, I couldn't go. Um, I, I just thought I'd share that story. It was uh, a, a pretty good reminder of what life used to be and kind of where I am now that I, I can step back from time to time, take control of my day and my time. So we did go to the movie. We had a great time. Still got up around 7 o'clock this morning and got the day rolling. Oh, and by the way, if you haven't seen Disney Haunted Mansion, uh, a 3, maybe a 4 out of 10. I didn't like it. I love the Haunted Mansion uh, display and ride at Disney World. The movie, uh, I don't know, just didn't do it. It was kind of herky-jerky. But So that's kind of how I have a little more flexibility in my time day to day. But I want to go back to the first point. That mindset I always hear about, oh, I got to get out of the nine to five as nine to five as quick as possible. And I think that's a terrible mistake, especially if you're early career. If you're twenty to thirty years old, um, you know, God bless you if you can get out of the workforce in your twenties, develop significant net worth, maybe have rental properties, run a successful business that truly is passive. I think that's certainly great, and that's a great experience, but that's not going to be, in my opinion, most people's experience. I mean, just you know, just play the odds there. That's not going to happen for most people. I think where you can be most successful if you're in your 20s and 30s, I think it's going to be more productive, is actually enjoy your career. Um, when I was in my 20s or 30s, I never envisioned leaving the 9 to 5. I thought I was going to work forever as long as I was physically able to. Um, I was hoping to work well into my seventies, but again, when you in your in your twenties or thirties, you you just maybe don't have that. It's hard to forecast ten, twenty, thirty years out exactly what you want to be doing with your time. So I'd say that I think a much more beneficial thing to do in your twenties or thirties is enjoy your work, develop yourself. Um, develop yourself, you know, if you, if you show up to work with a good attitude, a smile on your face, a willingness to do what it is that they hired you to do, and then do a bit more, you're probably ahead of 90% of your peers. At least that's what I saw in the workforce. And that was my experience. Helped me get promoted, in my opinion, earlier in my career and helped me earn uh, a higher wage throughout my career. I think that's the best plan for most. Of course, the stuff that we see on, I'll call it X now, all good advice 
invest early, invest often, invest consistently, don't time the market. That's all great advice. So I think you definitely supplement that with the mindset developing your career, especially if you're in your 20s or 30s. If you're a little bit older in your 40s or 50s, I'd say you know it's a little more reasonable to start having a plan. I think you're getting a little bit closer, a little bit closer of uh, of looking ahead and saying over the next five to ten years, what are my financial obligations? College education? How much more do I owe on my house? Where could I be? Where could I live? What would I actually do if I stopped? If I stopped working in the career I'm in now, I think there you can have a little bit more of an informed opinion of what your next steps are. So I just want to share a little bit of that. I, I, I do enjoy the tweets on or the posts I see that talk about leaving the nine to five, but I do take a little bit of it with a grain of salt. It, it just overall comes across to me as um, more of a more of a vision than a what I would say is a well well thought out plan. So you definitely don't want to go into leaving your nine to five without a well thought out plan. You know, not liking your nine to five, in my opinion, is not the reason to leave a nine to five. I didn't leave mine because I no longer really didn't like it. It was just I wanted to do something different. I had I had been in the industry for thirty two years and I just didn't see how more, much more fulfilled I'd be in year 33. So it just made, for me, personally made sense. So my day-to-day now, I want to talk a little bit about that because I'm 54, about to be 55, and my day-to-day still needs to be occupied. I'm not going to vegetate. Um, there's only so much traveling I can do. Uh, I'm not going to sit around and... and and just binge watch TV, uh, I wanted to stay active. So my day-to-day is extremely active, probably more active now than it was when I was working, because at least when I was working, there was really structured time off, holidays, weekends, things like that. When I took a, a about an eight-day vacation around 4th of July weekend, I was like, I am, I am running myself ragged. What am I doing? So while I was away, I thought, I thought it as I've got to add a little bit more structure. I've got to give myself like a complete one day off where I don't really do anything. Uh, just one day. I don't, I don't work on anything. I don't feel like I have to be on or advancing stuff. So that's what I've been doing. Um, it, it took me about five months to truly recognize, uh, maybe appreciate is the better word, appreciate that I have to be intentional to carve out time for myself. So most of my time, as you'd guessed it, is uh, I'd say most of my time is actually spent doing this, either getting a podcast ready, um, Twitter. I've grown pretty fast on that, and I do want to thank all the people I've connected with on Twitter in just a short amount of time. I think it's just four months. It'll be four months next week, uh, closing in on 2,000 people that are that are now following me uh, very thankful for that and just dozens and dozens of great people that I've met and many of them I can call true friends at this point so that occupies a lot of my time just getting that message you know just being social getting out there because before that I really had no social proof I wasn't on any social media because I was in a regulated industry 
where all of my content material would be reviewed by compliance in the financial services industry. So there really was no point of being, it would have been more of a hassle just to be on there. Are you tired of feeling lost in the world of trading and investing? Get informed and inspired with the Talking Trading Podcast. I'm Louise Bedford, and I'll help you navigate the markets like a pro. Tune in each week and subscribe now at talkingtrading.com.au or on your favorite podcast app, or check out the link in the show notes. Talking Trading, this is how traders excel. So that is what I do with with a good part of my time. Then there's two other, what I call it, flex flex periods of my time. I do run, I do have a side hustle where I work for a large, uh, one of the large hotel chains. I shared this before in tweets in another episode. I work about 20 hours a week of flexible time, generally three to five hours at a time. And what I do is I basically, it's like going to a cocktail party every day. I just make sure guests are doing good, having a good time, telling them about uh, special travel offers, and uh, basically a goodwill ambassador is what I'd call it. It does pay me a small salary, uh, but the more important thing is it's solved the big issue many people will need to confront when they leave, leave the nine to five. In the, if you're in the U.S., you've got to figure out where your health care is going to come from. If you don't, you're going to be looking at a 15, uh, $1,500 to probably a $2,000 monthly expense. And that, was no long, that wasn't in my budget. That, would have been, that was the fly in the ointment. If I solve for that, I was, I was golden. So that enabled me. That was truly the catalyst to enable it. Then the second thing I do, and again, this is a flex time, is I actually uh, am, do gig work too as a contractor uh, delivering food. Um, it's kind of strange that a person with an MBA, CFP, eight licenses delivers food, but it brings in income when I want it. Um, keeps me busy, keeps me active. And the biggest thing I've discovered is it teaches me or it reinforces a level of discipline. Um, you know, if you do that three, five hours at a time, there's a, there's a discipline effect that takes place. So those are the three things I do day to day. I should mention my job with the hotel and my job delivering food. The goal that that is achieved for my wife and I is bringing in living expense income because being only in my mid fifties, we did not want to dip into savings and retirement funds. So I'm looking at the next five years as kind of like the, like a next stage between now and 60. What do I do just to bring in funds? What do I do just to bring in income to make things meet? Because um, I've got enough tucked away in retirement that if I don't touch it, and hopefully it grows uh, once we get into the sixty. You know, once we get into the sixties, it's all there. So the lesson I'm trying to pull um, pull across is some people's 
definition of leaving to nine to five as being 32 years old, traveling the world, never working a day, and have maybe achieved tremendous retirement savings built on fire, and they're just going to live on that the rest of their lives. For some people, that's a great option. It wasn't my story, and I think for many people, that's really not, uh, not likely or possible. And then I think there's the other end of the spectrum. I'm going to have to work until I'm 65 at a job I don't really like, I don't care. And I chose to say there's usually not, things are usually not black and white. There's a lot of times there's, if two options are not possible or appealing, find a better option. And that's just what I did with my uh, leaving the nine to five. So that's where I am now. So from an investing standpoint, what do I do? Um, my investing's pretty boring. It's very boring. I shared before, I haven't sold a stock since 2017, although I do own Uber and it is about to drive me crazy. I own it below 30 and was hoping it would be a little bit further along right now. They just reported last night. I'm not going to sell it, but it's in the back of my mind. It's the one, it's the one portfolio holding I have. I feel like every couple of quarters I have to babysit it, kind of revisit. Does the thesis I bought it under still hold? I don't know if you have any of those in your portfolio. Um, I've carefully built my portfolio, so I don't have to have that many of those. But unfortunately, Uber is my problem child. But it's a small part of my portfolio. It's just maybe 2%, if that. I hope it becomes 5%, but uh, unfortunately, it's just been stagnating here in the mid-40s. So my investing is pretty... Um, Pretty straightforward. I shared this in, like I said, the Meet the Savings Captain episode. But let me just tell you a quick funny story. Uh, six, I've been out of the workforce for six months. I had uh, six different financial providers where I had my assets, and I really just wanted to get it to three you know, for us. And uh, the last maybe three or four months, I laid out the plan, what I wanted to do. I still hold a lot of. Uh, mutual fund shares from retirement accounts because those were offered in you know 401k plans that I've had through the years. I wanted to bring uh, I'm moving those to ETFs and how I'm doing that is I've I'm moving to three uh, financial firms. So yesterday and I'm recording this this is the first down day it seems like we've had in a month. Um, I finally made the call. Uh, to a few different places and liquidated about 40% of my portfolio. So well, just, it feels pretty nice to be riding out a red day, uh, almost half in cash. Again, I don't time the market. It was nothing more than accidental. But my intention with, with that is instead of owning a S&P 500 mutual fund, well, guess what? That's going to go to, uh, you know, it's going go to go to VU. Um, so I'm going to reposition more in ETFs. I do have a couple of other mutual funds that I'm leaving in place. One is a JP Morgan fund. That is a, a dividend growth fund. It, it produces me. It varies every month. I just reinvest it. But anywhere from, I went back the last year, anywhere from about 680 to almost 1000 a month in dividends that I just reinvest. And then another mutual fund, which I will never sell, is the T. Rowe Price Capital Appreciation Fund, which is closed to new investors, very low beta. So I intentionally offset a lot of um, 
a lot of risk in my portfolio. Uh, ironically, most of the individual stocks I own today are either flat or up slightly. So those stocks are doing their job. Um, my other holdings, like mutual funds, they're going to they're gonna ride things on the way up. That's about where 80% of my overall money is. That's going to catch like a nice rally that we've had this year. A lot of my individual stocks, something like Starbucks, has underperformed uh, this year, only up maybe three, three and a half percent this year. But it kind of complements it, it kind of complements one another each well. So I've talked about side hustles that I do, described my day to day, talked about investing. So the biggest lesson I've had to learn is. Um, let me think of a term for this. It's it, it, it's kind of reorienting my time. So I'm a very time-oriented person. It might just be my personal style, my personal nature. This is kind of a know-yourself moment before you go into a nine-to-five. Before you leave a nine-to-five, know yourself on this front. Um, how you value time. I'm a very time-structured person. Even though I'm not working, I know exactly what I'm doing between now and next week, almost to the minute. I know when I'm going to do my side hustles, when I'm recording podcasts, um, when I'm actually going in on Twitter. I write content three times a week and schedule it all out. So it choreographs really well. But when I get a wrench in it, when I get a wrench in my time and something unexpected comes up, I still have a reflexive attitude, much like the movie thing last night. It's like, oh, I can't do it. It's, it, it, it's, it violates something that I've planned. So I'm trying to learn. I think the next six months, that's the one thing I want to hone a little bit more to have a little bit more, as they say in, a, in Hawaii, have a little bit more of that aloha because it is supposed to be, damn it, there's a reason I left the nine to five. So I didn't, so I could have the time as my time. So that's what I'm promising to myself and, and my family. Um, there's no one right way to leave a nine to five. I do want you to know that there's no one right way to invest. I think the most important thing I hope to say is just have a plan. Just have a, just go into it with a plan. So my plan started getting serious four to six years ago. Uh, planned it with my lovely bride of 28 years. Um, so we were on the same page. And I think that has helped smooth out, that's helped uh, the transition, I'd say. Uh, as really, it's been a, a relatively bump-free experience for six months. So what do the next six months look like? I'll just close by just saying uh, there's two things I want to do more. There's one, I can't believe I haven't done it to this point. I've only thought about it twice. And... As we get into the fall, I'm going to start challenging myself to do this. I want to volunteer. So when I was working years ago, I did a lot of, there were a couple of things I was passionate about. Uh, volunteering for organizations that help the homeless, help the hungry, uh, mentally ill. It's, you know, those feel like three separate things, but often those three are interchanged. There's usually mental illness that cause, causes homelessness, hunger. You know, it's, it, it's a cycle. But I, I really got a lot of um, fulfillment by doing that. So I want to, over the next month or two, kind of reinvigorate that, do that a couple times a week. So I like to put that in my schedule. 
And the other thing I want to do is when I set up this whole thing, this notion around savings, Captain, the, uh, the main motivation was helping, using my knowledge as, uh, as an investor and working in financial services for 32 years, being a practicing CFP, working with clients, handling complex issues, blah, blah, blah. What I wanted to do was actually help those that need to hear how do you get started? How do you get started? Where do you get started? So kind of use my experience and develop a platform to teach people. Uh, this podcast, uh, I, I don't see it really fitting that need. Uh, the Twitter audience, I don't see it really connecting that much with that need because, I mean, the audience is very uh, financially literate, much more so than the general population. So the next big thing I'm going to be working on is uh, a, a YouTube series, uh, quick hit videos, probably seven, eight minute videos. I'm not going to talk about individual stocks that much. It's going to be more of a, you know, how to get started, how to do this, um, kind of draw people in that way. So that's the thing I'm working on next as the next stage. And of course, I haven't talked at all about my other lovely partner, Radish. She is my pride and joy, Aussie cattle dog. You always hear me talk about her on the podcasts. Occasionally, I do tweet about her. Um, she, she and I are joined at the hip most days, and that's been one of the more fun parts, too, just having that natural rhythm around the house a good bit more and being able to spend time with Radish. Um, so that's a little bit of my story. Um, if you have a story, if you have any questions, comments, please send them along. You know, you can reach me on Twitter at savings captain. You can email them to me at, uh, the savings captain at gmail.com, but I'd love to hear your thoughts and kind of what you're thinking. Well, that's all I had today. I hope you enjoyed this, uh, special off the cuff episode and there it is we're at 25 minutes i didn't use a single note just spoke off true to the heart and what was on top of my head and uh hopefully you find some value in this and again it's been a, a pleasure communicating with all of you and as always on the money happy hour our goal is to make every hour a happy hour for your money thank you for joining